0: all right guys welcome back to the rethink movement uh episode i don't have a clue uh this week i'm joined as always by my co-host uh adrian how you doing mate good mate how are you i'm good thank you and this week we also have a very special guest uh co-star of the hit series PPTV tv with me uh and co-worker at uh, ppt with myself uh we have Bandol. so how you going man how you going, mate? I'm good, thank you. Um, so Bandol is a fellow PT at uh, PPT where I work, as I, I just said, and Bandol is also a massage therapist. So we thought it'd be cool to have uh, Bandol on to, to chat about a few things, but I'll let him do a, a bit of an intro about himself for, for those who don't know him. righty guys, well, my
1: name is Bandol Po. So I am a personal trainer uh, by trade mainly. I- been in the industry for about 11, going on 12 years, I think it is now, if I can start correctly. And for the last two and three years, I've also moved into massage therapy, um, working more in the clinic-based settings with physios and other health professionals like yourself. Pretty much me in a nutshell.
2: <laughs> Beautiful. Short and sweet. <laughs>
0: Um, all right, let's get let's get straight in. So I think one of the things I said to Bandol before the, um, before the podcast, we really wanted to ask him and chat about, uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, one thing, like I've had a ton of students and a ton of uh, mates that are PTs that have, that have either said they want to do massage or a lot of students say they want to do massage for different purposes as well as being a trainer. Um, but to be quite honest, Bandol is probably the only person off the top of my head I know that's actually gone and done it uh everyone just kind of talks about it um so i just wanted to ask bandol like straight away like first and foremost the big question how has it influenced your practice uh in exercise and vice versa how has maybe exercise potentially influenced you um as a massage
1: therapist well it's, it's a it's a big question um looking at things like i was one of those trainers who was contemplating coming becoming a massage therapist for a really long time as well and I've come as a it and went for it. Um, and I, I didn't really expect um, it to take me to where I am now um, and how it affects what I've done with training and um, with massage in general. So really the biggest thing i found found, um, it kind of just taught me um, or reestablished the longevity in the client's training uh, plan and program. It was more about how can we maintain someone Um, training plan and make sure they keep exercising for a really long time. And massage kind of complemented that aspect of my PT more than anything else. It made me a bit smarter in how I program a client day-to-day or week-to-week program just to make sure I don't burn them out considering obviously things like work and family and other stresses in their life. Just kind of um, really just hone in on what needs, what's really important really, and and, I'm not trying to be too substantial or treating everyone as an athlete, because um, most of the people CTs deal with aren't athletes. So it's just common sense, really. Common sense that isn't that common. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's pretty much um, the biggest, biggest takeaway for me. from mass size and applying it to PT, um, And and with mass size and and, and PT, or applying PT into mass size is the same thing. I'm I'm dealing with people who uh, most of the time pretty entry. They don't really do too much exercise. Um, they do really the bare minimum. Um, and 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 for me to kind of like give them little active um, strategies to kind of get them to exercise a little bit, um, just kind of break it in, um, give them a little bit little, little bit and pieces for them to get started rather than trying to give them a plan or a program or two or three things that they, I know they won't do because next time I see them when they come on the table again, they, they tell me they haven't done anything, the life is too, too hectic. So it just, it makes me think um, little pictures rather than thinking this massive picture, just little, think little things they can do every single day, um, like take breaks every two hours, have a bit of here
2: and there, go for a walk, um, all that stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I guess you're trying to introduce them to some form of exercise or active therapy as such without overloading or over, um, overwhelming them with a full-blown exercise program sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I find you know, a lot of guys aren't ready for that as well. We can, we can give them all the... Yeah, uh, yeah so it's, we want.
2: That's, it's a different way of like from what myself and Mitch do in terms of introducing someone to exercise where we'd sort of start them off slowly and, and then sort of ramp up the, their exercise protocol where you've sort of gone the other way, where they've come in for more sort of passive-type exercise or passive therapy, and then you're, you're slowly introducing. So I think it's a, it's a different way. It's almost down the physio to EP sort of route, but more in a sort of general population, which is quite good. So you're basically a physio. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs>
0: I was doing everything I could to not make that comment at the start. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, when I you was doing the... Catch out of the bag Catch out of the bag.
0: <laughs> Our listeners uh, just went down from five to three. Um, <laughs> no, awesome. Um, I guess kind of flowing on from that, what you, what you just said, do you find, like, let's say, typical person that, that walks into the gym wanting a PT, versus typical person that walks um, into you as a massage
1: therapist? What's what's kind of the difference there? Um, the biggest difference is their their mindset from the get-go. So I think for the ones that walk into the gym, they're most of the time willing um, to put in the work. They're they're happy to get a plan and they're happy to execute to the best of their abilities. Really, when massage, um, most of the time people are coming to me with some sort of uh, issues, um, Would that be some sort of Issue or tension issue or something, and it's either inhibiting them from training or it's stopping them altogether. So I think that's the biggest difference that people are willing to and people who aren't willing to. Yeah, yeah. cool.
2: Yeah, that's good. Yeah.
1: yeah, does it? um
0: Do you find obviously, I don't know. We there's definitely, I guess there's a spectrum in itself, right? Like we get people that rock up to the gym, and and some of them, you know don't want to do anything uh, even though they they pay for a personal trainer uh I, I know i've definitely had clients like that um sporadically across the years i've been a pt um if you were to compare like the the massage client you were just kind of describing like they're not maybe not as willing to, to do the work probably less compliant with with the home-based stuff you might give them the the um things you're talking about before Do you use any different strategies on someone who's already engaged with the gym versus someone who isn't? Or is it kind of the same strategy in two different settings to get them doing those little things
1: that are gonna help? Um, I find it's very similar strategies. It's how I just um, explain it to them. I might be a bit more um, simplistic when I'm explaining to someone who hasn't done exercise before compared to someone who has. Um, And that's the biggest thing um, I find um, Communication wise, it's the same thing, it's the same message. Like, we're all trying to get the same message across. It's just um, what are they willing to accept right now? What are they willing to take on? Um, and, and what are they going to be opposed to um, when you're explaining something to them? But so it's yeah, it's in my in, field, in, in it's all the same, it's pretty much the same, just a broken up um, way of speaking. I'm not trying to say that like, you know, I'm, I'm going to speak to someone like an idiot. Um, when they're coming in and they am not willing to massage or so not willing to exercise, just um, giving them little feeds along the way and, and, and kind of relate to them as best I can
2: um, with certain exercises and things like that. Excellent, excellent. So how would you take someone from massage therapy to personal training, just by continuing to build on those sorts of pieces of information that you're giving them and those little sort of programs at home or... How would you, what's sort of the process that you would take? Um, so
1: I would, with math side, the luxury, I have a luxury of spending an hour with my um, client or sometimes a bit more, and I, I do have a chance to sort of do really good rapport with them, so I can obviously find out what's important to them. So um, I would usually start off with very, something very simple with one, literally one exercise or one thing to do that they can implement it. Um, every day or every second day in their, their life and then obviously build from that so it's very um, habit-based um, in, in terms of um, my massage clients. So I've the one from on top of my head, the one who sit down um, in, in front of the computer the whole time working X 10 hours or even more. I would just get them to take breaks. I would get them to have a bit of a stretch while they're sitting down and, and that's pretty much the, as simple as I started from and then I start building up from there and then when they're willing to um, take on a little bit of exercise. That's when I give them one exercise to do, maybe two exercises and maybe a step to do, um, just to get them started. From there, we just build build up until we get a program. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's good. Really good. Mitch, it's weird seeing you doing this. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is the first podcast we've done where we can actually see each other.
1: Yeah.
0: And like oh, Bandola. Uh, sorry? You're using your PJs or something? Yeah. Vandal uh, messaged us before the podcast and said, um, so what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, and we replied, and that's probably the, also the most preparation we've ever done for a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Okay, I'm a, bit of a
1: guinea pig here, I think. Yeah, pretty much, man.
0: <laughs> pretty much. Um, all right, so I've got one. Basically, when you were studying to be a massage therapist, the, the process through kind of studying to be a massage therapist and then becoming a massage therapist. So it's kind of a, a two-part question. The first one, is there anything that when you were learning to be a massage therapist, your knowledge and understanding that you've gained in your you know, decade uh, as a personal trainer, you went uh, not fully buying into that? And then vice versa, the second part of the question, is there anything that after graduating as a massage therapist, you look back on your time as a trainer and went, oh, I was, I was
1: dropping the ball here or there? Okay, I'll go with the second one first because it's a lot easier to answer. Because um, I didn't know what to expect when I, when I jumped into the MathSize course. Really, I was being optimistic of, of what I could do as a PC and a math professor. It It's kind of like a good thing to kind of combine together. But when I went and did MathSize in the first semester, it, it, was, it was a bit of a, um, a surprise of how much anatomy knowledge I actually had to, to know. And, and I have been dropping the ball as a PT, even though I've had, at that time, close to eight odd years in PT, my anatomy knowledge, like, you know, as boring as they are, origins and assertions and actions and all those things, I'm like, well, actually, I've never actually worked that muscle um, here and there, or tried to, like, focus on certain things. And, and, and I find that was the biggest thing um, for me to take on anatomy um, in general and, and, and just, um, basic things that I think every PP should kind of have an understanding of because really before we brush on you know, the basic main big muscles and a couple of bones here and there but then when something goes wrong we start going well send off somewhere else because we're not rehab guys or some try to take on themselves So I think that was a good, good surprise for me the things that I quite didn't buy was um, uh, there's, there's a few things in, in that side that's always going to be surprising, but I think I had a good teacher or had, i had had a couple of good teachers who were quite real with me quite frankly me um in what I would come across um if we can help certain people and I, I think the learning process was more about the people in my class whether it is me questioning my course um finding out people who were doing things like um like Reiki and things like energy and spirit. A lot of emotions tied to certain things, and I was just like, that's a little bit too much for me. Um, Even though you know, I'm open to the idea, it's just a little bit weird. I say, and they're they're still doing it right now, but it's something that I probably wouldn't um, take on board as a massage therapist, just sort of you know, change someone's aura or tea or things like that. (laughs) Unless you guys believe in that, (laughs) (laughs) if you guys believe in, I can change my tune. Uh, no, nah, nah, that's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, um, no, nah, that's that's really cool. I had a feeling you were going to say, say that, like anatomy-wise, because um, yeah. that's kind of the, the experience. Like, that's the one thing I, I spoke to. Um, it was when uh, Caleb was coming on board as a trainer at PPP. He's one of the other trainers at PPP. Uh, and his dad asked Sean and myself kind of, you know, is, is there any benefit to doing, say, what I did doing the bachelor's degree rather than just doing um, straight PT? And the one thing I said straight out of the boat was we do a shit ton of anatomy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've got pretty much a whole year of just moving cadavers around and, and really understanding anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, yeah, so obviously that's something that, y- you know, you've learned. And, you know, one thing I just really want to say just super quickly, because it was, I, I found it super interesting. Was um, And I'd be really interested to get your thoughts as well, Bando, was I was on the podcast the other day with um, Raphael Bender for Breathe Education. And he was talking about how his courses um, really teach anatomy to some EPs, uh, a lot of personal trainers, uh, Pilates instructors, things like that, really in-depth anatomy. And he was saying how the more people learn anatomy, the less people become fearful about hurting the body because they realize you know, how resilient it actually is. Um, and a lot of the time it's kind of fear of the unknown. Like we don't understand anatomy um, and we don't, he, he also ta- teaches a lot around the, the forces and things like that and kind of really demystifies a lot of, um, I guess, myths around loading and, and things like that. But yeah, I was just kind of curious, it's just in the back of my mind, I was curious to get your thoughts on if you kind of had anything similar to that. Like if you, throughout that, learning of anatomy if you learn a little bit more about like holy shit like the body is actually like super
1: strong and there's shit and a shit ton of muscles that lift a lot and etc. etc. or yeah I, I think the more you dive into that the more you appreciate what we have um and, and what we're capable of doing um there's there was obviously that fear of the trainer that i was going to hurt somebody in my first one or two years um getting people to do a bunch of plyometrics stuff and it looks cool things like that, but I think um, when we have this um, you know this fear over training and this fear of you know doing the wrong exercises and things like that if the body wasn't able to do it it wouldn't allow us to do it so it's kind of like it, I, I think it, it is it is it is an un, underutilized tool like we're, we're not using our body to its full capacity and I think you know that the body goes into a habit of not doing things if we're not going to ask questions of it so um, if you want to sit down in a chair for 12 hours a day, it will make you good at sitting in a chair for 12 hours a day. If you want to move, it will make you move a little bit better. But um, somewhere along the way, I think everyone needs to have that that, that skill and that that upskill of, of learning um, more about the human body before they start telling other people how to move their body. Because that's, that's an interesting thing and you know, some people can't move themselves and are telling people to do super things. Um, and that will pretty much get them injured somehow, but then they're going to blame it on a wrong exercise or you didn't do the technique perfectly and things like that. So it, it is an interesting conversation to have and, and definitely something PC um, to do more of, um, really. And a step forward, probably not enough um, anatomy in there, especially if you kind of squeeze it into about six weeks, how much anatomy focus is there. <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome, I agree. Adrian?
2: Yeah, yeah, completely agree. I think I did the PT course. Yeah, the biggest gap was the anatomy and understanding what what is happening in terms of at an anatomical level and uh, at a loading level as well. So it was basically we did a couple of hours on the anatomy, and the rest of it was basically how good when we make a session for someone, and then just the whole other end of it. And I'm like, and that's what's concerning because I already had done my bachelor's degree. And I was like, it's really concerning that all they're focusing on is how to make a session fun and uh, how much they can work someone or how hard they can work someone with not even understanding the the pure basics or what they're they're, uh, working with. And it was pretty concerning that they've got people's health in the palm of their hands and they're just doing whatever they think they can do to make it as... Extreme as possible. And it was just, it was, yeah, it just was a bit of a wake up call. It was like, wow, it's, uh, it, it was scary at the time. And not scary, but just yeah, concerning that these people are really going over something very um, so lightly, where there's so much they need to know and understand what, in terms of what's happening um, before, um, yeah, taking them through these these sessions. But then on the other end, it's like you don't wanna to be too conservative either. And that's probably what sort of an EP course may do is make you too conservative because you're like, you know what can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to be, I guess you're like, this is gonna sound bad, but you got the PT side where they're a little bit more ignorant in terms of what can go wrong. And then you got the EPs where they're too almost arrogant because they know what can go wrong. And we need to find like a balance between both. Um, because just because you know what can happen doesn't mean it will happen Mm. and then if you know if you don't know what's going to happen then you you feel like you can do whatever you like with this person and and it's just we're playing with someone so we really need to find that balance between pushing them so we can get an adaptation and get those I guess reach those those outcomes that we want but we also don't want to do rushing so it was interesting to see the, the differences between both both avenues, I guess, um, and then, and then obviously yeah you have your, your massage in the, in the middle of that which sort of understand the benefits of of exercise or with a, someone with a PT brain to go understand the benefits of, of the exercise in, uh, mm. and how they complement each other how massage and, and exercise complement each other. I think it's important it.
0: yeah I, I, I agree EP's are way too conservative um, for the most part, and I think a lot of people like I think PT like I, I agree with a lot of what you said. A lot of I've met a lot of super conservative PTs that give like, me the shit too, though. Um yeah. But I think a lot of people don't realize that, like yeah, P, like PT is is, and this is the same for the bachelor too. Like any entry level uh certificate or degree is, is not the end of your education. Um, but I think the problem is like. You you pay like a thousand dollars to learn how to swing a kettlebell properly, uh, and that's all your CECs see, for a year or whatever. Or you know, like you do an entire course on a TRX, and it's like there there is so much more we could be we can learning and teaching to make us better at our jobs than you know how we can um, yeah anyway yeah like I, I saw a whole course on dumbbells and I was like it's a dumbbell gravity works in one plane course done like yeah I, I don't know. Um anyway, I don't agree. <laughs> Um
2: all right, here's, here's another question. <laughs> Sorry. The way the industry is trying to uh, trying to be relevant with the courses and just random shit all the time. Oh, it's
0: ridiculous. Um all right. So I have a question. Um and like I've honestly I've never really given this question thought, so I'd be super interested to hear your thoughts. Um Obviously, exercise is an essential part uh, of everyone's life. You know, you don't exercise, you're not going to live too long. Um, but even then, like, our, our bias is that exercise and, and, you know, using exercise to its full utility is, is essential. Um, do you see massage as something that is essential for everyone? Is it essential for some? Kind of where does massage
1: lay on that, that kind of spectrum? Um, well, to the government ruling massage isn't essential um, <laughs> with COVID, uh, just like some many other things. Um, but with, uh, with massage, I don't see it as an essential. I see it as a luxury. And um, it's kind of like a PT thing. I see it as a bit of a luxury more than anything else. You, you obviously will have people who need it, um, people who need massage and people who need PT, but um, if you're gonna draw a black and white line, I probably would say neither would be essential. It's just a, a, a different way of getting into um, all called getting closer to our, our end goals. And, you know, every, there's no wrong um, exercise in the same way there's no wrong kind of therapy. Um, if someone likes to do something that gets them in the door to open another door to open another door, then they'll yeah, the be to Yeah, so um, massage is definitely one of those always because working in a clinic setting, you know, some people want to go for, you know, the hands-on treatment. They want to see a physio, I want a hands-on treatment. or going to do this. And then use it as a massage, but they want the manual treatment. So if that gets them in the door, and I have a conversation with them about what they need to do, I can send them right back to the physio, or send them to an EP, and then it can kind of get them into another direction, keep going down that path. So I think black and white not essential, but in my mind, in my you know my world, um, I, I'd say it is a good doorway. So in that sense, it is essential. Um, just for for the people who who feel that, or the people who've been skewed towards um, one way or more than another, um, just open more doors up to people.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, look, well, you, get, you get two, you get a few different people. You get people that are just, just want to go conservative, want to just do whatever the easy option is, and they feel like Mass has the easy option to, to mm-hmm. fix their problems, basically. Um, no one wants to sort of be accountable for the full improving their lifestyle for some reason it doesn't make sense but you get that sort of where like oh they just want everything done for them and then you've got the other people where they will just go so hard and try to do everything in their power to do that so and then you've got the people that are sort of on the fence and they're not sure which way is better and they'll dabble in this and then they'll dabble in that and they they sort of don't really know and that's i think that's the biggest sort of problem i have as an ep is trying to get them understanding like massage is great you feel the benefits straight away. Physio is great as well. And EP and exercising is great as well. And it's just like, they're like, well, if they're all great, why, why can't I just do one of them? And then they don't realize how they all complement each other. So it's quite interesting to, to see at yeah, your point, like where you're saying, like, oh, if you took massage out, you can still function and live a healthy lifestyle. If you took, say, EP out, would you still be able to function and live a healthy lifestyle with massage and any physio? So,
1: um,
2: which, it, which is an interesting way to look at it, I think. So, um, yeah, I just thought it, it's, it's interesting to, to sort of, it, it, like you say, it's, it's not a luxury where some people are just like, no, you have to do it because it's the best thing for you. So, and definitely there are benefits in, in both, in all of them, I guess. Um, and it's just, yeah, in the end, it just comes down to educating people in terms of what each of the benefits are and, and what needs to be done for these to improve their life or their health. So um,
0: that's my little point of that. i got another question. Um, and hopefully this one will piss off a few listeners because uh, that's, that's really the aim here uh, is to piss people off. Now, there's, I, I'm, I'm not sure how much, you know, if you've been exposed to this, I know Adrian has, I haven't had this, this conversation with you, um, but I'm super interested to get your thoughts. There's a lot of people in the uh, evidence-based community, and you guys won't see videos, so you won't see that I'm doing air quotes there, uh, about the evidence-based community who doesn't know how to read evidence. Um, But anyway, that's just a bit of a sidebar. That doesn't have anything to do with the point. It's just um, giving a lot of people the finger and telling them to shut up. But anyway, um, there's a lot of people that are basically more physio than anything. A a few EPs are jumping on board. There's a lot of physio that are like... uh, trying to become hands-off, no manual therapy, uh, and basically, uh, it's kind of the the switch in time. Basically, physios are trying to be EPs. Um, So it's quite funny to sit back and be like, hey, EPs were trying to be you guys a couple of years ago. But anyway, um, there's this push to kind of, you know, like I said, hands-off, no manual therapy, move towards exercise, things like that. Now, I am not someone who likes absolutism at all we actually did a podcast that i forgot to post so that'll be up uh after this one which we talk about we introduced bandol on that podcast but it will come out after this one because that was my fault um but basically (laughs) (laughs) i i both of us don't don't like absolutism you know sitting on the fence is a good place to be is basically what that podcast is called so i am not someone who is for that argument whatsoever uh, what is your thoughts on that argument, being someone who is a massage therapist and does provide that manual hands-on
1: therapy? That's a tough question. You do want to me to piss people off, don't you? I think um, that's not my intention. <laughs> um, working with a couple of physios and, and and the more I talk to some people, they keep reinforcing that, yeah, we don't want to do hands-on and um, there's, there's no science behind it. There's, there's nothing standard. Um It works. Other than the fact that it actually works. It's kind of like, you know, if someone's stressed out and I, I just do something, I just put my hand to them, they're going kind to of feel better because whether that be a uh, neurological response or a physical response, something's going to happen to that, um, that person. So I think, um, in the sense that, again, I, I agree with you, Mitch. Like, I don't want to, you know, rule out something um, completely because to some people it will work, to some people it won't work. And to say that, um, the way the world is shifting right now, the way the educational world is shifting right now, um, with the hands-off approach, I think it's going in the wrong direction. I, I, I feel it. There should be more hands-on um, um, elements part of it. Like more, I guess not not so much the whole thing has to be hands-on, but like a little bit of part of it should be hands-on because we're losing that human type and we are losing um, that component where that that brings us to a physio, but then also space, you know, keeps us at that easier. you know, if we don't have that connection and we can't build the connection, um, that person's not going to do anything. That person's not going to do the exercises for so they don't. trust the person or They have no relationship with the person. Where I have a, a, a great luxury of, of being hands-on for the whole time, and, and I can build a, a really good rapport with somebody. So there's got to be a bit of a take um, with, with other allied health professionals. Something like, okay, well, it's not saying that you have to touch them for you know 10 minutes. It's just saying there should be some sort of um, middle ground um, because that, that relationship building thing is probably the most important part for us to, to build a clientele and to just get more clients and obviously to get our message across to people because if we can't do that then we might as well just do um, online things and like just do exercises and I to just to it later on and we have no interaction with anybody. Hmm. So. Yeah, no, I completely
2: agree
0: with everything you just said. I think that was great and, you know, well, what's quite interesting being someone, you know, who, who is in research is the people who are, are pushing for the, for the hands-off approach and, you know, exercise and blah, 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 blah. It's like, they don't understand that the exercise really isn't much better. Uh Like, you know, we take chronic low back pain for, for example, and everyone uh um, blowing exercise. Like it's, it's the best thing in the world, chronic low back pain. It doesn't work, you know, at, at best we get a small to moderate effect. Um, You know, with exercise for chronic low back pain, like we 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 don't have the solution. And you know, these people are saying like, "Hey, let's rule out one thing because this other thing's better." And it's like, "Well, well, a is it better? And b, if it is, like, you know, does, does it even matter? Like, it 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 doesn't help people. Like, people aren't just miraculously getting better with one thing but not with the other." Um, See, so yeah, I think what you what you're saying is is 100% true and correct. And the other thing i just really quickly want to just massively agree on is just the, the rapport and the personality side of things
2: like it so much comes down to just the way you interact with people yeah um, definitely i mean that's the biggest thing it's under undervalued underutilized or people yeah, don't really understand how beneficial it is hmm.
0: yeah definitely do you have uh, any other questions adrian
2: not really not at the, no keep chatting I might have another one that comes up. Um, <laughs> how have, you about, guys first, have you guys worked in massage therapists before? Like in, in, in a clinic setting? Clinic? No, just physio. But yeah, same thing. They're not really too, they don't do too much manual therapy at this point in time. Um, but yeah, yeah, I haven't really worked with the massage. I've been to a massage therapist before, they're great. I think- I've never good. had a massage. You've never had an effort. Get out of town, I Get I think out it's, of town. it's it's interesting. I think it's just by going to one and obviously they were good and they were able to explain a few things and it's just interesting to hear their, their side of things um, in terms of like what was going on. Um, so it just made me think about like, and then like, obviously training was contributing to whatever issues were going on there like whatever tightness they, they found. And it was just interesting to see, like, okay, like how can I change my training to sort of rectify that issue or, or, or stop it from being a constant issue. So that was interesting to see. Um, but every now and then, I think it really does complement your training, especially if you're training regularly or, or hard. I think it's one of those things that you should do.
0: So you don't do it anymore then because you haven't trained regular or hard for a while I'm so no.
1: tired. It's I'm trying to it,
2: am yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> more regular than, than I was before. Hey, I still try through ISO. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, you're like, but uh, yeah, I feel like yeah, I, yeah. I feel it's like the
1: big a one of the biggest reaction. things there, like you know, with a mass eye surface as well. Like, it it just gives you that bit of body awareness. You know, more awareness is the better. Yeah, yeah, wow. Right. Wow. Yeah, like oh, I didn't know that was going to be bothering me a little bit. I didn't know this, but then obviously you start you know, figuring out what's going on. Yeah, and
2: she pushed it. Out, you're like, oh, I didn't know that, that. That actually, that actually would hurt that way. So you went to a legit, legit massage therapist, right? Yeah, you didn't. You didn't go to. Uh, I uh, well, was one of the ones in um, in MacArthur Square. They were right. They were. They were qualified. Uh, they were qualified. It was through, uh, through the through private health insurance scheme, so. They have to have some sort of qualification. (laughs) You'd hope so. Hey, she sounded like she knew what she was doing, so. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) like, oh yeah, I didn't know that hurt. I was like, wait a second, what are you doing?
2: Yeah, that's my spine, but. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh,
1: little bone here. We can get rid of that.
2: Yeah, Yeah. push out the bones a bit. (laughs) They knew what I was doing. I mean, I have gone to one or two dodgy ones too. but they, they, as long as they stay away from the, uh, the moany parts of my body, it's fine. Yeah, I think,
0: uh, like just kind of, you know, being a little bit of a fly on the wall there. Cause I've never really had a massage. Like that's something that, that I would probably like and, and find quite interesting. And I think would be a benefit to, to, as you guys said, someone who, who trains regularly and, you know, somebody trains hard, like if you train regularly, but you barely do shit, like it's probably, you know, yeah, Yeah. but like, you know, if you, if you're loading, like, and that kind of comes back to what we are talking about before with the, uh, you know, the hands off crew and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like, well, you know, biological does still come first in biopsychosocial, you know, like if, if you do a, a heavy set of squats, you know, shit tightens up. Like, you know, muscle contracts like it happens um and, you know if you could go to someone and they can put their hands on you and have that in-depth understanding of, of anatomy and figure out like oh hey this is this is a bit right here this is you know maybe you know whatever here um that can also really inform you know your your own training as well um you know or in the case of band someone who is a trainer themselves that he's got kind of the best of both worlds there um but that kind of leads me to, to another real quick question, you know, everything you guys were just saying, I was thinking like, shit, that would be super useful to have, uh, you know, clients, you know, go to a massage therapist and then kind of relay that back to me. Like, do you have any, you know, trainers, EPs, anyone like that, that liaise with you or physios
1: even, uh, that you kind of go back and forth between? um well the good thing about me is i i'm all over the place with um with work and that side i'm in different places at the moment and uh we'll see how it goes maybe the fourth one will come up soon but i'm I'm in the place in two clinics where i work with um with physios and et's and um other specialists as well so i I do get that chance to um you know be part of their plan as well and, and obviously send them send my clients to them as well if i feel that obviously they need uh something else that i can't provide them. Um, so I think it's that, that that comes in handy. I think it definitely comes in handy because it's, it's not only um, an ego tech for me. If I can't do something or it's out of my scope of practice, I, I have to be able to go, okay, um, this person's probably the best um, for you or best to you. Um, and then also allows me to be part of their plan and obviously how much they would consider massage or, or hands-on treatment to be I learn both ways. I learn to be humble, and I learn I learn how or what to do in, in these situations as well.
2: Yeah, cool. That's good.
0: Cool. Uh, Adrian, any any other thoughts? Questions?
2: No, no. I think we've covered it. You don't have a lot of thoughts.
1: You're pretty pretty cruisy pretty guys. Yeah, I like it. You're pretty cruisy. all yeah. around.
2: That's it. We could be
1: here all day talking about any sort of things. <laughs> yeah, we, can talk, we can talk about anything. We can talk about training. I'm a PT as well. Why not? We can go to the, a rabbit hole of PCs and we can start uh, making more enemies and pissing people off. Maybe <laughs> <There's>
2: another <podcast laughs> than that.
1: <laughs> we, we can go down um, we can go the CrossFit route if you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think there's many CrossFit boxes left, uh, so I don't know how many people would offend.
1: F forty five.
0: Oh, that's a different one as well. Oh, F forty five. Yeah, yeah. Let's just piss off the current uh, current fad. Um,
1: oh, you no, it's it, it? it a fad. Yeah, Adrian, you only call that a fad mid set. That guy. Yeah, it is
2: a fad. F
0: forty five. I don't think we have any F forty five instructors listening to our podcast.
2: Nah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully. Uh,
0: um, okay, well, you know, I guess throw it to you then. Like, is there anything else I guess you would like to, to share, to discuss, uh, you know, any questions you thought we might have had that we're clearly not smart enough to think of them? Um, Massage-wise, PT-wise, training, anything. Like, you know, like I said, you're, you're the only one here that, that does both active and Ah, uh, passive therapy is that correct in calling massage passive therapy? I guess. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah. I can.
1: I'll move them. So I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I just, you know what I mean. You're the only one here that that <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, prescribes exercise and touches, um, well, legally. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're, you know, let's let's open up to you. Like, do you have any other? I guess yeah, thoughts, conversations. Like I said, questions for yourself.
1: Well, I'll, I'll put it out to the, the, the PTs and, and the people who are thinking about doing doing massage as an upskill. Um, the, the reason why I got into it is because I had a big, big um, pull towards, like, rehab um, and obviously working with people with injuries because um, the more and more I spent in the industry, the more and more I got exposed to these people who just came in and they had, you know, Issues all around, whether that be torn muscles, whether that be bursitis, whether that be any part any kind of inflammatory issues, and they couldn't train. And obviously, I had to figure out ways to do this um, to help them out. And once I started helping people out, I started diving a little deeper into these things and what I can help them with. Like, first of all, I can educate the person. Um, and then, second of all, I thought, you know, manual therapy would be a good um, way in um, into that rehab world. And that's why I, I gravitated towards that. Because I was always on the fence. I want, I, My overall goal was to actually be a physio um, a couple of years back, and that way I wanted to actually go and become a physio. And it was more like, more about what I could do with my time, but I thought, you know, if, if I can't spare four years full time to be a physio, what can I do just to bridge that gap? And if I just want the manual therapy part of it, then why not just go to math side? And that was what I wanted to do. And um, the more and more I spoke to physios and said well we did two weeks on manual therapy we did, did. And I'm like, "Is that what you did for four years and I'm like I don't understand I thought it was all manual therapy and it it opened the door for me because it also you know, expanded what I thought physio was and, and and a lot of times people didn't understand what's going on with these courses they sign up for them and they do them and then they think that's because I learned it yeah, this is this is the only way to do things and I thought um, massage was a nice Nice compliment to what I wanted to do, and it's benefited me in that sense um, because I've always been that flexibility guy, the mobility guy, um, the guy who was dealing with clients with a lot of injuries, and it, it kind of made me a better trainer all around because people thought, Hey, I'm a personal trainer person, a massage therapist, you must know how to make me move better, how to do this, how to do these things, and it, it just gets me the right client for myself. So, I think for the guys who are thinking of doing uh, massage. Those are my reasons for it, um, and obviously there's other many other reasons that people jump into the massage therapies. But um, I think if you're already a PC if you have the exercise background, um, if you have a keen um, you know inkling to learn about manual therapy, then that's that's what you want to do because it's, it's it's a nice upskill. I I don't think any 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 form of qualification is a waste of time, um, no matter what it is. So jump on that jump on board the guys who want to do it
2: yeah would you looking back would you have done massage therapy first then going to pt do you think that would have no. been it would have changed i would i would
1: have not done it that way definitely um i think um coming from a very really sporty background I, I always wanted to be something some, someone in this fitness kind of world did know what it was, and obviously PT was a craze when I was doing it. Um, it was a, a massive fad at the time, and everyone wanted to be a PT. I know plenty of PTs who are PTs now. Um, but if I was a eye therapist, first it would be a very hard thing for me to, um, I guess, go away from because I'd probably be stuck being a massage therapist and, and and not training people, which wouldn't bring me as much um as much joy as I right now. I, I prefer to train people. I prefer to you know get people moving better and exercising, rather than, um, you know, going competing with people that just want regular massages over and over and over again. So, PT first, massage second. <laughs> but I thought, it was always, it's always an upskill for me. I think it was always an upskill. So, you know, you started with the first, and then I went to the diploma of fitness, and then the diploma of massage, and obviously the next step would be um, some sort of bachelors. And it's kind of like a nice, setting for me going up and up and up. And I think if I started on that side, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone that way. I would have gone another way completely or just hate people in general and, and stop doing that side altogether.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So what's, what's next for Biandolfo? Oh, uh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, it's but, okay if you but, don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, there's still a bachelor somewhere back here in my back of my mind. Um, that I want to do, um, and it's still probably going towards that physio route. Um, maybe something else, depending on what, where life takes me. But for me, I'm just looking to be a, a better practitioner, in massage therapy. Like, really, um, the first year is a write-off. The first year of massage is a write-off. It's like the first year of PT. Is. Everyone thinks they're kingship and um, wants to change the world, but really, you don't know anything, um, and even for a PT, I, I won't say I knew anything till about five or six years in, and by then I've already lost all my PT friends because so they gave up after six months. Um, so massage is the same thing, you know. When you, you look, um, when I look for jobs and I apply for jobs, I look at them, they always ask for a year of experience. So that's pretty much the cutoff. Once you find out you've been in the industry for a year or two, you can kind of figure out, okay, can I actually do this and I make a career, or is there um, an end game to this? And I think. For me um, to become a better practitioner, I have to be able to see, see more clients. Um, I'm the kind of person that keeps count actually of how many clients I actually see, so we're trying to like build a tally up of, of how many massage clients I've, uh, I've seen. I've lost like, on a lot back to the last COVID life, but um, yeah, I was just counting up how many I go through and how many it would take for me to be like, oh, you know, what, I, I kind of know what I'm doing here, yeah? and, and right now I'm, I'm in between, I'm not. My masters. I've met people who've been massaging for 10 20 years, and you know they know exactly what they're doing. So they can get the results really, really quickly. But for me, more experience in massage, um, more exposure to practitioners like yourselves. I want to talk to more people. Who want to understand, um, you know, what everyone else does and how I fit into this world. And then after that, it would be um, further education for me. Um, whether don't know what that would be but it would be for the vegetation because i think um it's an endless suit really just like fitness is it's kind of like there's no end game here which yeah. the better we get the better everyone else gets so See, it's win-win isn't it <laughs> win for everybody everybody and then just accumulate this massive hex debt and then just never pay it yeah. <laughs> <under-greetness>, <laughs> And the more more medical and more health professional you go, the more the fees keep climbing up and up and up. Yeah, like, oh, sure does. Does. <laughs> sure just down. just do what I do. Research. You don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I couldn't do what you do. I I could not do what you do. Okay, I'm a very hands-on. I want to see it. I can't. Uh, research to me is not exciting. So used to me You're not exciting to me.
2: Yeah, it's pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not even adding you know, to I,
0: the one guy who touches people. Damn.
2: He's very white.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well I, I could I touch people, okay, not just physically, yeah. Mentally. Spiritually. There you go. I, yeah, I could spiritually, I just want my clients to go on now and like, oh.
0: <laughs> I go. I don't do that. I just look at uh, means and standard deviations. Uh. <laughs> All right. is that your is that your role summed up pretty pretty easily? pretty much pretty much yeah. what what is the trend of the mean uh that's that's kind of what i do um pretty much <laughs> um no i think yeah everything you said was 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 awesome man i think you know at the end of the day anyone with a mindset like yours you know who is is looking to continue educating continue bettering yourself um you know, for, for both your understanding and your own kind of quest of, of knowledge and learning. And obviously for the, the first and foremost kind of, you know, goal for once a better of turn of, of, you know, being better for the people that you come into contact with. You know, someone like that is, is always going to, you know, attract like-minded people and, and succeed. Um, you know, that's, that's a big reason why I wanted to get you on here is because you are someone who has that. Like I said, I, I can't even tell you the amount of PTs I've encountered that want to be a massage therapist since my knowledge you're the only one who's done it. Um, and, you know, just the fact that you've been in the industry for ten to twelve years alone is is just a feat in itself because, you know, I can count on one hand the people that have been in the industry for five years that I'm friends. With. Um you know, so I think it, it like it, it really is um a, you know, a testament. Um and yeah, look, I think that's that's a pretty good place to to kind of leave it unless Adrian you had any other questions or
2: no, no, um um, insights Mandal um, yeah really interesting we're always stuck with the same old stuff that we talk about and it's good to get a different perspective um, a different I guess specialty um, so yeah and it's like Mitch said I think whatever you do you'll be successful in because um, you've got the right attitude um, yeah not everyone everyone will see you and be like oh is master there and PT that's the best way to go forward and everyone will try to replicate that, but it's, it's your attitude towards what you do is what makes you more successful. So it's not the courses you do or, or the place you work, it's the, I guess it's your attitude towards that. So that's, that's what's um, good to see. And it's an enlightening to have that, I guess, that perspective and that, um, that way of thinking. So I think that's a that's what a lot of people are like, lacking, particularly, I guess from new grad, like from my perspective, seeing new grads come through or or students come through, I think that's what's it's lacking. Like, they think doing a bachelor's is the best thing for them, and they're gonna get any job in the world and they're gonna be able to do anything in the world. But I think as shown by you, it's 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 your attitude towards anything you do. It doesn't matter what what qualifications you have or anything. So it's it's really good to, to see that. Such kind words, guys. Such
0: kind words. I appreciate it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's, let's end on, on one last final question. If you could tell any massage therapist uh, that wasn't a PT one thing, what would it be?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Geez. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could tell them to, be, to get a set or I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But I think, you know, actually, I, I have something. It's to, to exercise yourself. I think a lot of massage therapists I know do not look the part as much as you want to be in the allied health world. Um, we are kind of like going here and there. And the fact that, you know, if we can um, create a better image for massage therapists all around um, to exercise yourself, to understand the human body a bit better as well, and to obviously use the body. And then obviously, it can let to your clients as well to relay exercises to them. Even if you're not a PT, you can still tell them how to do some things. Stretch, how to or what to do, habits and things like that. But if you're not doing it yourself, it's kind of hard to uh, tell someone to do it. You know, I I don't read, I'm not going to tell someone else to read. I have to read myself first before I say, Hey, you should read this book. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, exercise and um, practice
0: what you preach. And flip the question if you could tell every PT. Uh, who wasn't a massage therapist, one thing, us That's both included, what would it be?
1: That's the easy one. That's the easy one. Um, don't think you know everything because I guarantee you, most of you do not. Um, upskill, always upskill. Um, don't be it into um, doing courses to get CC points and things like that when they're not going to help you in life. Um, no one's going to be a specialist that does camp. Gonna be a specialist at Zumba. I'm gonna change the world there. So like, get the basics done first, build the foundations get the um, anatomy knowledge first, understand what you're telling or what you're asking of the client, and then um, build up from there. Then you become a, a bootcamp Zumba specialist afterwards. Definitely. After Zumba, then and bootcamp. <laughs>
0: uh, we're definitely getting sued. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Oh,
1: actually, the a trademark. Sorry, um, I should say, like, Latin dance or something like that. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Zumba. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and, yeah, unless uh, either of you, Adrian, or Bando, unless you guys had anything else to, to add or ask, I think that's a, that's a cool place to, to leave it.
2: I think so. I think we've good, nice summary there.
0: All right. Uh, where can people follow you, find you, all that good stuff?
1: Um, the, the luxury of having a, a name like mine is you can find me just by pretty much Googling me. My name, exactly how it is. Um, my Instagram is actually my name. My Facebook is my name. Um, and, uh, my other Instagram handle is your plan B. Um, but I haven't been posted for a while. So but you can go on there and read what I've done before. Um, but yeah, that's me in a nutshell. My name, type it in.
0: Easy easy alright well look thank you so very much for coming on um, I really enjoyed it and it was, it was great to chat so thank you
2: likewise thank, thank you, you. it's nice good to meet you
1: nice to meet you nice to meet you thank you